Forrester. Down the line to right. It's gone! Garrett Forrester walks it off for Oregon State! What happened? He just like benched like five of the starters. Four of them were all Americans. Big hit pop. Did he just do it? Yes, he did! This is loaded in the NCAA tournament. And he sends a drive to deep right. Elko, Grand Slam. Beer showers about. McGarry's 2-2 pitch to Lanzilli. Strike three called, and Virginia has completed a no-hitter tonight. Pushes a bunt to third. James to first. He's out. What a way to end it. And what a way to end a drought. Mississippi State, the national champions, destroying Vanderbilt 9-0. All right, college baseball fans, what is up? Welcome to another episode of the 11.7 podcast. We are here today to not only break down what happened this this past weekend in the college baseball scheme of things, but we're also here to honor our favorite raccoon, our Bomb Walker Stadium raccoon that just went super mega viral this weekend, over 6 million views on Twitter. If you haven't seen it, then you must not have a Twitter account because it was an incredible, it was just an incredible video all around. Grant Harmon is the kid's name. And if you're not familiar, he uh, was just sitting in the seat, probably section 120 at Baumwalker Stadium. And uh, what was it? The seventh inning, roughly sixth, seventh inning of the Vanderbilt Arkansas game. All of a sudden he sees people start running around squirming. Looks behind him, picks up a raccoon from behind the neck, and holds it up like it's a trophy. Like he is uh, Davy Crockett, ready to make another hat. (laughs) Um, And I think this goes down as one of the top college baseball videos of all time. And correct me if I'm wrong, Dimitri, but has any college baseball video ever gotten 6 million views on social media? Is that how many it got? It's it's at 6.3 million right now. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, I didn't know that. The last I saw was like, I don't know, like 3 million. Yeah. Um, but, but I mean, that's got to be up there. That's got to be up there. Um, what I mean, I don't know if it's, I don't know if the 6 million views because of the raccoon or the person, the lady falling behind him. I think yeah, it's a common. That's a good point. I didn't even bring up the funniest part. While he's holding it up, the lady in the white shirt behind him just. I don't know if she passes out or if she just trips no, and falls. Ben, ben, when the guy was spinning, rotating to show the raccoon to everybody, she was trying to move to get away from it and fell. She got caught up in the seats. Look, just... look at watch the video right now. <laughs> don't I don't, the video. I've seen it a hundred times. I know what you're saying. but when he was, She was trying to move out of the way because she was freaking out. The damn raccoon is in my face and <laughs> fell. And I think it's the greatest one-second video ever, honestly. <laughs> Uh, and, and and the worst part about all of this is it hits so many stereotypes. Everybody you know, makes fun of Arkansas fans, you know, for being rednecks, rednecks, country. just country. This is the only thing going on in their state. Like, hey, we got dinner now because the raccoon. Uh, and it couldn't have happened at a better place. And and the fan base embraced it. And and they had a rally raccoon. Now, of course, they lost the game because um, Enrique Bradfield Jr. Hits a home run. I mean, over the fence, not inside the park. He actually hit one over the fence, um, and so you can't really call it a rally raccoon. 
and they, no, they also, it's over. It's dead. Like it's it's, dead. like the, the juju that comes with that raccoon now, it's over. It's dead. They but had their didn't they? They ended up tying the game after that, right? No, it was already tied. I it think. was already tied. Okay, something um, something like that. But you know, everybody's put I'm on just... this. Wait, wait. Let me say this. Everybody's put on this earth for a reason, right? And I'm not saying Grant Harmon was put on this earth for that raccoon situation, but his life changed overnight. You know, he was getting interviewed by pretty much everybody. Uh, he was, I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't say life changed. I think he just had a big weekend. Because you don't, like, think, you don't think his life changed? I don't think his life will change. I think they should give him an NIL. They should give him an NIL deal. But, but, <laughs> Even but, though he's not an athlete. But you know the thing is, like people don't really like. Okay, like the video happened and everything. I guarantee you, in the next two weeks, people forget about it. Like oh, people I don't. don't. I disagree. You don't think you think? I think, think I think it's gonna stay in in the college baseball realm for forever. We'll be doing this show in five years, and we're going to be like, do you remember when the Arkansas fan just manhandled that raccoon? And, dude, I, I don't it's know. not I, a I, – this I isn't a cat. Them. This isn't a skunk. This isn't – like, raccoons are dangerous. Like, they'll rip your face off. And he just, bang, palmed I don't. It. I don't know if it's – I don't know. If, I, I just have a feeling that it's not something like that. I don't – I think it's a big weekend moment, but I don't think it's a putting in the College Baseball Hall of Fame type moment. If you're well, I don't think there oh, is. All right, all right. Let me hear. Let me put it this way. Do you remember the kid that got in the staring contest in Omaha? Yeah. That video is more in the College Baseball Hall of Fame than the raccoon one. If, what do you think? You, am I wrong? It might be too early to tell, but that is a good comparison because that video still lives on, and that was 2016. So, but like dude, that? if you're Arkansas, if you're Razorback Athletics. You got to give this guy season tickets for baseball for life, right? Oh, I mean, he just you, put your program like marketing wise on. I mean, Bomb Walk is already on on yeah, the yeah. map, but just to keep bring like I mean that Grand Slam last year, um, Welch's Grand Slam was another just humongous moment at Bomb yeah. Walker. This is one. This is up there. Demetri, I hate to break it to you, but Bomb Walker is not on the map. They might it, be the map. They are. I, I, I meant by on the map is like they are on the map. Everybody knows Bomb Walker. And when you see yeah. a college baseball game there, it's like the Carnegie. And I know Miss Duty Noble, the Carnegie Hall of college baseball. But, dude. Yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple out there. Um, I think, I think, dude, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm tired of people saying that attendance-wise, Duty Noble is by far the best historically statistically when you turn on the tv and look at a a game at bomb walker you see hog flags i'm talking not just people just hanging out drinking a beer watching ball game they have flag they have um, you know what it reminds me of um it reminds me of an outdoor like music festival or a concert you look out behind what what about a soccer game no no i'm saying not not what the fans are dressed like not what they bring the game i'm saying you look out behind left field, and it's just rows and rows of people on grass. Country music uh, concert, like a country music concert. And um, but you're right; they dress up, they get involved, they have accessories that you don't see. They in have any costume, other. they have a head unit, they have flag. It is it is an electric atmosphere, yeah. and don't I'm not trying to I, like I can be I can speak highly of one place, 
it doesn't mean I'm dissing Duty Noble. Like, I hate when people think that one has to be better than the other. I think they're both great. I think they're just different. I think Duty Noble's a little classier. In today and age, this day and age, it's a little more classier. Bomb Walker's a little more raunchy, exciting, like electric. That that. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, the the biggest difference is the outfield, right? You know, you have even dude, even look at the stands. I mean, dudes are waving flags. They're freaking like they have they have all kinds of um, what do you call it things object. Um, what do they now moves um, <laughs> in movies? Like uh, what do you call things that props props? They have yeah. all kinds of props in the stands. Like it's just, it just seems like a more crazier atmosphere. Yeah, but th- there's just something about those grills in the outfield at, at Duty Noble that just. But it's a little, cl- it feels a little classier, more clean. Like, look, even though I'm not saying one is cleaner than the other, literally, but it's just that's just the kind of vibe I get. Like when I see a game at Duty Noble, I see a bunch of people drinking their beer, socializing with their friends, having a good time. And Bomb Walker, all eyes are on the field, just cheering yeah so let's do this let's do it let's do a spontaneous well for all the listeners out there we promise we're going to talk about um this play on the field and regional projections and uh conference breakdowns we'll we'll get we'll do all that but let's do a spontaneous let's 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 rank that not rank oh we're not gonna rank that tweet we're not gonna rank it hold on we're not gonna rank them we're just gonna pick our five favorite college baseball stadiums in any order um, we can agree on two. Duty Noble, yep. Bomb Walker. Yep. I, I, I want to throw Alex Box in there easily, right? Alex Box. I would say I would say yeah, because of his the sto- the historical aspect. Yeah. The actual stadium, I think it's pretty nice, but I think there's nicer ones. Yeah, and there's newer ones too. That's but... what I mean. That's what I mean. But just pure historical. Favorite we're just going favorite stadiums uh, that we can yep. watch on TV. Um those so those three. three. And then I, I think there's about four that I can consider for the next two spots. Um, Oklahoma State's brand new one is incredible. That I think that oh, wait, are gonna... we are we talking about best stadiums or our favorite stadium? Favorite. This is this is what we're gonna call it. Our favorite stadiums to watch games on TV that that look like good places, like nice stadiums. If, if it's a stadium to watch on TV, Oklahoma State is not one of them. Yeah, you don't like their camera angle. Do you? I don't like their camera angle. And all right, let's not do TV. Let's do. The, you see what I mean? You see yeah. what I mean? Like, like Florida State on TV is a fun, is a great one to watch. Um, I'm trying to think what else. You know whose stadium I really like is Clemson. Lu- I I was just about to say I love Clemson. You were about to say Louisville. I love Louisville's too. I hate Louisville's. And you know, here's why. I love how you can see the fan. The str- oh, I was going to say the street behind. You no, can no, see no. I cars love, passing I by. love behind center field cameras where you can see, you know, the pitcher, like every pitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love when I can see fans cheering. Like Mississippi State got a low cut mm-hmm. backstop. Louisville got it too. And you can see they have their little tunnel concourse thing behind yeah. the plate. You can see fans running in when something big happens. Like when, <laughs> yeah, they, I, they I know exactly what you're talking. I'm thinking regionals. Whenever something big happens, they just they sprint. come running through the tunnel to come see it. So I love that. Probably um, standing in line for the bathrooms or concession stands. They hear it and they're just boom. I do. This might be a weird take, but I really like Arizona on TV. It's too dark. It's, <laughs> it's too dark it, for it, me on like, TV. It's it really dark though. But like 
they have a map that if you see an aerial view of that stadium, it is humongous. Mm-hmm. It's no, too I big. Agree. I agree. It's way too big. Here's here's two here's three stadiums that I think are honorable right, mention. Let's go, let's go our five favorites. Go. Um, what would you, what would you think about Oregon State, Nebraska, and maybe uh, Texas A and M? I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't put Nebraska. I wouldn't put Haymarket Park in there. I always like watching games there. I don't know why. I, I know I played there for two years. I love that place, but it's just—it's just not. It's not. It's probably a close six or seven or eight, maybe, but not my top five. Ooh, you I know, would, you know who we're forgetting? Virginia and South Carolina both have pretty sweet stadiums too. South Carolina, but see, that's like Oklahoma State. It's just—it's a beautiful park on TV. It's not my favorite. Yeah, but think about think about when you're watching a regional game at. Florida State is sick. It's like if I, I know you can't see the fans in that one, which breaks my rule, but it's 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 a great place. Yeah. Um, um, oh, the, what? I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking your A and M. I love A and M. Yeah, I do too. Um, I love seeing that um, railroad track football stadium in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, TCU is a cool one. It's yeah. like a cool little double decker type stadium. I, I like TCU's a lot. Um, there was one that just came to my head and I lost it just instantly. Oregon. What about Oregon? I like Oregon's a lot too, mm-hmm. but their lights, outfield lights are not symmetrical. They drive yeah, me that's, insane. That's dumb. I don't like how you like. I don't like how you think like that. <laughs> what? You you think weird. Nobody uh, nobody sees that though. Besides you. What do you mean? Like they're, it's not symmetrical. Um, and Virginia just hit a two-run homer. Yeah, we're recording this during the Virginia versus uh, Clemson game, game three that Virginia tried their very best not to play. They tried to wait that it was not raining during the day. They don't want to play this game because they they have a very very good shot at winning the ACC. Um, their their side of the bracket if they don't lose this game and Clemson needs this game to like Clemson needs to win They're this game. three game back of Miami yeah but bro they have a whole nother weekend left okay but they're still three back yeah but if they lose today they're out okay but that means they have to sweep and Miami has to get swept at home for them to even and they have they lost the tiebreaker they lose the tiebreaker like they can't win the ACC all right well we're getting off track here. Anyways. Anyways, let's finish our freaking stadium topic because somebody tweeted us asking us our favorite 10, our top 10 mid-major uh, stadium. Uh, Coastal Carolina is one. Coastal one. I would – wait, so 10 mid-major stadiums? I think 10 is a lot, which might be hard. All right, well, Coastal, let's just rattle – let's just rattle them Coastal Southern Miss. Coastal Southern Miss, Louisiana Lafayette, Louisiana Tech, uh, Dallas Baptist – uh, let's see. I'm I'm going through. Oh, I like. Uh, I love UCF, but UCF's they're not. UCF's is sick. Yep. You, we can put them in this category for now. Mm-hmm. Just oh, non-power okay. five stadium. Okay. Um, non non-power five. That kind of changes things. Hold on. Um, East Carolina's I like. Yep. I'm trying to trying to. Do you like Tulane? Yes, I like Tulane's. Um. Ooh, ooh! I love um or, uh, Long Beach. Long Beach is is yes. That's a that's top tier. 
You're right. That's top tier. Uh, Georgia Beach. Southern. Georgia Southern, I like oh, a lot. Oh, my God. That's top five. That's top five for mm-hmm. sure. Georgia Southern. Okay, there's my top five right there. Georgia Southern, Long Beach. Um, Coastal. Coastal. Southern Miss. Southern Miss. I, I like Southern Miss. I just think it's it's got, like, I don't know. It just gives me this old, old feel. It's like, oh, old. that's the best part of it. Yes and no, but it's like so old. Um, ooh, I'm trying to think of what else. You know, you know, there's some good ones in the in the Missouri Valley. I, a lot of them play at minor league parks. I want to say, um, or at least they used to. But I don't know. About oh, it oh, oh. Um, um, Missouri State uh, has a sick one. Citadel, even though it's a minor league park, I mm-hmm. love playing there. Citadel's is sweet. Charleston River Dogs. Um. I'm going through geographically. Um, in the Northeast. Let's, let's start the Northeast. No, no. That's the last place I want to go. Well, you, I'm just saying, can you think of anything there? No. The Northeast. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm more thinking out west. Oh, oh, here's one. Here's one that's no doubt. Fullerton? Grand Canyon. No, Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon, the great one. Mm-hmm. That's, that's great. top tier. Um, what about Fullerton? Yeah, that one's nice. Yep. That one's that one's good. I think California's got the best non-power because I mean outside of the Pac-12, those are all stadiums that have to be nice because they mm-hmm. used to be legit. So, um, but yeah, so I mean, I think we just rattled off 25, we, 30 stadium. No, we did. It was like ten, but okay. <laughs> um. Anyways, let's go. Let's get into the show. We our fans are wanting to hear our oh, takes. Oh, on- I have a hot take. Speaking of the Vandy and Arkansas, before we move on, I'm just gonna throw this out there. I'm not. I don't mean this literally, but I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm pulling a U right now. Do you think Enrique Bradfield this weekend is what Arkansas wish Robert Moore was? That's a weird question. Let me. Let me. Is that a weird question? Let like, me give it some thought. Let me give it some thought. What do you mean by that? Like their little guy, top of the order guy, spark plug, doesn't hit a ton of home runs, but when he does, they're usually in massive moment. Great, def- very, very, very good defender. And it's kind of like the glue, the spark plug of their lineup. Like Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. usually Vanderbilt waiting around for Enrique Bradfield to do something. Yeah, I mean, he is, he's an automatic double, even maybe even triple when he gets like, on base. Like when Enrique Bradfield gets on, their lineup gets going. You know what I mean? I would agree with that. Um, so, so when I say... But I think when, Arkansas has way more... Pe- like. Arkansas doesn't need Robert Moore. Like they as have much so as many. Andy need Enrique. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, Arkansas's lineup's just a lot deeper. Um, Vanderbilt's so just th- hot, dude. Right now, if they would have played this this series two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I mean, I, I, Arkansas could have swept them, maybe. Um, but Vanderbilt's just getting back on the groove. It's May. We all know Vanderbilt is really hard to beat in May and June. And uh, they're playing good ball, and now they're probably going to host. And we'll talk about that here during the show. We have, we speaking have a little of, segment speaking there. Speaking of teams in May, Texas Tech is another one. Oh, yeah. Well, let, let's, let's just rewind here. I have, a good, I have a good segue to get to Texas Tech. So okay. we're, we're officially starting our show about our, reca- our weekend recap. We, we, ha- we already started with the raccoon. That was the top story. That was a fun little piece uh, that we wanted to touch on. But more importantly. Wait, whoa, no- whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not done with storyline. Then, if foul ball coming and you're with your girlfriend or your wife now, 
Are you move? Are you shielding her? Are you trying to catch it? Like, what what are you doing here, Dimitri? I'm not lying when I say this. There's not a more aggressive foul ball chaser in the stands <laughs> than me. I I want the spotlight. I want the spotlight. I want to do what Des did at the Texas game. Uh, I want to be the one that bare hands the ball with a drink in my hand or food or I guess even now my baby. I want to I want to have the spotlight. I'll hawk a foul ball down if I have to. When I'm in the booth, I knew dude, you. I knew it. When I'm in the booth, um, calling the Mercer games back when I lived in Macon, but. Uh, anytime there's a foul ball hit towards the, the booth, I'm like halfway out just risking my life to try to palm a ball. So, yeah, I mean, there's guys like that out there. I'm not the only one. There's plenty of people that want the, the, the shine. But what, what we saw in that TCU-Kansas game was just – it was inexcusable. If you don't want to catch the foul ball, if you don't think you can, at least – Cover up your wife or your girlfriend. Or like, grab her and slide her with you. Yeah, or or get closer to her. Slide her way. Don't slide the opposite direction because the cameras are going to catch it and people on social media are going to just give you the hardest time and your girlfriend or wife probably won't talk to you ever again because the way the way girls work is it just it just takes one time for them to see that like you're soft or like you're not a man and it's hard to build that and back up. you don't up. want Ben to be your baby daddy. <laughs> yeah, you don't. Like she won't look at a, you the same. She will not. That guy is instinctively not a protector. Yeah. Like whether whether it's an, you want to call it an overreaction, a hot take, or whatever, his first instinct wasn't to protect her. It was he's to a, get the hell out of the way selfishly. He's a, he's a scaredy cat, and um, <laughs> I love he, how you just said scaredy cat. Scaredy cat. Uh, you, have you ever seen The Blind Side where Michael yeah. Orr like protects SJ, and yeah. uh, they're like, yeah, he, he tested he off the charts for for. for being protective this guy would get a negative score there <laughs> i mean he was he got roasted on on social know. media roasted and i i don't i think i think it was a little ridiculous not ridiculous but a little excessive to say that she should break up with him but she should seriously consider who she's dating yeah maybe she knows well hey you know what no offense to her but she did a soft move too. She curled up she like just a turtle. Curled up, yeah. What the hell? <laughs> like, Freaking... how can you not use your eyeballs and just move out of the way? Hey, if you if you if you want equality, you gotta fight. You gotta defend yourself too. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, if you want guys and girls sports to be the same, you gotta show the same type of. You can't just curl up. You gotta either yeah. catch that thing <laughs> or get the hell out of the way. And dude, she wore it, bounced right up in it. <laughs> she wore it. She trying to curl him and wore that thing. I'm crying. Hold on. Oh my god. This dude. probably sounds terrible when I'm laughing into the mic like this, but my god, dude, what, what a just preposterous situation that happened. Oh my god. And it, and it made it worse that it was Kansas, hey. and I think they lost by thirty that day. Hey, <laughs> be more like men in Arkansas. I Paul, tweeted that, but yep. be more like men in Arkansas. Not scared of raccoons, but scared of foul balls in Kansas. Kansas, man, you, you yeah. guys took an L this weekend. I don't know if you're claiming him, but either way, you're, you took an L this weekend. I, I fall somewhere between catching a, a, a fly, I mean, a foul ball with my hand and touching a raccoon. I, I'm not going that far. If it's me and my wife and there's a raccoon coming at us, I can't <laughs> promise you anything. <laughs> I, I can't promise that I'm not going to. 
you're gonna, away. Hey, you're gonna hit the <laughs> raccoon with, with one of those little shoe, shoe fly, shoe, shoe. Get away. I'm not coming near you, but get away. <laughs> I might I might hiss at it like a cat. Like <laughs> you're jumping on top of your, your little chair. You're standing yeah. on top of your chair saying, Hey, hey, raccoon, go, go. Listen, go do me a the, favor. There's uh there's a few animals out there that I would I would cower away from. A raccoon is one. A, a raccoon or a uh I mean obviously a bigger than a raccoon, a bear or lion, whatever. But um yeah, man, I, I fall somewhere between the, the, the foul ball and the raccoon. I don't know if I can get to the raccoon. I think my wife would just have to just trust her instinct and run away too. Dude, snakes give me uh, the the freaking goosebumps, man. I'll punch a snake right in the face. I thought you were gonna punch RPI in the face. Yeah, I was gonna punch RPI in the face. The RPI just makes no sense this year, man. RPI is very good. It just needs to be modified. Anyway, let's go. Let's get this freaking thing on the road. Let's go. Just a nice 23-minute segment of us laughing and goofing around. But, hey, that's what we do. Anyway, so top storyline college baseball on the field. Number two, three, four, six, and seven. All lost weekend series. And let me repeat that. Two, three, four, six, and seven. That's uh, Oregon State, Oklahoma State, Arkansas, Miami, Louisville. All lost their weekend series. Not good because it just puts the – the national, uh, the national seeds just in jeopardy. All right, so number two, Oregon State won their first game, lost the next two. Number lost three, to Arkansas. Arizona, which is respectable. I mean, it's respectable, or, but it's not on the road. Oregon State's not bad, but you know, Arizona they came to play. Coming off a, a super high weekend sweeping rivalry or that rivalry series with Oregon, mm-hmm. and that's the trend we're noticing this year, Ben. Teams are throwing all their eggs in one basket one weekend. And consistency is probably the word of the year in college baseball. There's only two. There's only one team that's been consistent all year. One truly consistent team. And I texted you saying Oregon State and Tennessee this morning were too consistent. I think Oregon State is still relatively good. I think that's their first series lost all year. Yeah, um, they're pretty. Freaking, they're pretty consistent. So, right. Yeah, we can't knock them for that. You're right. No. You're right. So, but the, everybody else is so inconsistent. It's really. It's really. I mean, Oklahoma State is inconsistent. Miami. I was. I would consider them inconsistent. Um, yeah, for sure. For, I mean, I mean, Bandy's been inconsistent. Arkansas's been inconsistent. You know who's been consistent is Ole Miss. They were consistently good and then consistently terrible and then consistently good streaky team that, hot cold that, hot that, that means inconsistent then that uh, means they're consistently consistently on both ends of the spectrum okay but if they're consistently three different things that means they're you, inconsistent you consistently know we've said consistent like a hundred times but you know what you're getting out of them if they're playing good watch out if they're playing bad that's a bye week you just dude, you're proving my point. It's when they're doing one thing or the other. That, mean, that means they're not consistently one but, thing. Dude, you listen to what you said no, earlier. We'll being, have to rewind just, the you're tape. You're just being annoying. You're just no, being annoying. You, just, you said that teams are going back and forth every weekend. You know, they'll win a big series and then they'll lose the next weekend. That's not Ole Miss. Ole Miss will win four series and then lose five and then win four. It's, it's very well, consistent. But anyway, dude, that's the key word of the year. I mean – Great team, like Tennessee. Like that's what I want people to understand. Tennessee, they lost series at um, Kentucky. They came back and handled a pretty good Georgia team to take the series. The first two, they got a little experimental with Ben Joyce starting um, game three. Shout out and, to my big brain. I called hey, that. Hey, 
I think I think Vitello is playing chess right now. You know what that start was for, right? Uh, yeah, it's for whatever four seed that they get. He's going to absolutely bury them with 100. Imagine when Coppin State rolls up, or Delaware State rolls up <laughs> to, to Knoxville. I hope he does this. Listen, I, I want death. Uh, not not literal death, but I want I want this to be Ben Joyce Friday night against Coppin State or Delaware State, whichever team makes it out of the MEAC. I want fastballs ben, only. I want Ben Joyce throwing 103 mile an hour fastballs against these kids <laughs> that have been seeing 75 all year. I want I, this is going to be like a Little League World Series game. They're going to have to call it after four four innings. But anyway, he's playing <laughs> chess. And here's what I thought. Besides your point, which is a very valid point. He started Ben Joyce to get a start, see what he can do, get him a start under his belt. Because this postseason, there's going to be a game where Ben Joyce, they're going to need a starter to win a ball game, and he's going to be the guy. Yeah, see, I I see what you're saying, but I kind of disagree. They have five legitimate good starters. But but who are they? They're going to use. They're they're he's trying to figure out who he wants to move to the pen and who he wants to start in the postseason. But you can't put Ben Joyce ahead of. The other five. No, listen, listen. Okay, but if they have five starters, three of them start a weekend to move two to the pen. He's figuring out where everybody's going to go. Chase Burns, is he going to start? Dolander, is he going to start? Blade Tidwell, is he going to start? Bean, is he going to start? So they've got these guys, and he's going to try to figure out where he wants everybody. What's going What's the guy team. with the mustache and the long hair? The mayor of Knoxville. I don't know his name. Um, the mayor of Knoxville. Oh my God, he just picked. He, dude, he's been shoving. Um, he, what's his name? He had a good first like few weeks, uh, starting on Sundays. Oh my God, what's his name? It's all right. It's not important. We'll figure it out. Um, oh I'll, my God, I'll Google it here. It's it's I, embarrassing that I don't have it off the top of my head, but um, but anyway, anyway, and then they've got Redmond Walsh closing game so he's figuring out where he can maximize everybody's uh, uh, potential for the postseason because he wants to win that national championship and if he's going to start Ben Joyce the game is he going to keep Chase Burns in the bullpen as a long relief guy is he going to like that's what I'm saying he's trying to figure out where he can get the most out of everybody Kirby Connell Kirby 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 Connell Connell. I was looking through the roster they have a guy named JD McCracken that's an elite left hand pitcher name if I was Tennessee, my three starters would be Dolander Friday night, Blade Tidwell sat Saturday. Would you go Chase? Would you go Burn or Beam on Sunday? I, I trust Burns more than Beam, but dude, you got to think. You have to think in a regional format. You can't. I don't think you throw Dolander. I agree that he's probably your best all around. Starter, maybe, but I think Dol- I like Dolander more than Tidwell, and that's that's a, that's a crazy thing to think, but I like Dolander. Well, Tidwell last year would have been the no brain, no brainer. No brainer. Yeah, but I mean, he's still coming back from injury. It's only been yep. a couple months. Yep. Um. But anyway, so Georgia, let me let me explain my theory here real fast. It'll take me ten seconds. So I I made the tweet on yesterday Saturday that Georgia was going to win the Sunday game, take a money line plus 260, and I had some reasons why. One, Tennessee just locked up the SEC crown. They probably went out and party a little bit, kind of like what we did at Mercer after we won the SOCON. Uh, you know, relax. Let it loose a little bit. Let it loose, and it was an experimental game. Um, you know, they start Ben Joyce for, you know, experimental purposes, and they probably weren't as locked in during batting practice. And more importantly, though, other than all of that aside, 
Georgia needed to win this game. They mm-hmm. they needed to win game three, they salvage more. it, and um and they they threw they threw their closer four and a third, three at least three and a third, maybe four and a third. Who is No, 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 no. The, the mustache. He looks like Kenny Powers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I should know his name too. I'm embarrassed I don't. Um, but he he, he was nasty. He struck out like the first five hitters he faced or something, and and they threw him for four innings, and they they knew they had to win that game. So um. So yeah, I mean Tennessee, they're they're okay. They're gonna coast the rest of the year. They had Mississippi State the last weekend series. How 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 much do you think Tennessee wants to just eliminate Mississippi State from SEC tournament? Because right now t- Mississippi State pretty much has to sweep Tennessee to make it to Hoover. And to have well, those I guys, think, think... they they they're they're gonna wanna they're gonna wanna end Mississippi State season. I mean yeah, they're of course. I mean, it's their last weekend. They're gonna want to finish strong. But Tennessee fans hate. They, they have a beef with Arkansas more than Mississippi team wide. They have beef with Arkansas more than Mississippi State. But at the, on the flip side, bury the defending champs. Bury, you bury, bury them. them. So, I mean, I think I think Mississippi State is done. I mean, they've lost nine in a row. Your your morale is an all time low. Your motivation is an all time low because you're basically saying you have to beat one historically one of the best teams of all time. You have to sweep them to have a chance. And to have just, a chance. And and if 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 the first inning in Tennessee, if let's just say freaking Trey lifts come hit the two run homer in the first on Friday night, it's over. Yeah, just bury him. Um, dude, so, I think I think Landon Sims should get some Golden Spikes votes this year. You see how valuable he is to that team. When he's not pitching, they don't get people out. And okay, let me. What do you? But one pitcher that obviously you know this. One pitcher doesn't make a whole team. But do you think Mississippi State? I'm not saying. But I think they're 100 percent in Hoover because if Sim just wins 50 percent of his SEC starts there in Hoover, that's yeah. like four more wins. But do you no, think, well, like I don't even think you need him as a starter. And obviously, I know he was starting this year, but oh, if, close, if he would have just been there for closing, they would have won so many games. Clo- Dude, their bullpen has blown everything this year. And if you throw <laughs> two innings on Friday, two innings on Sunday, I, I would say they would have at least four or five more wins, at least in SEC play. In 100%. SEC play, yes, they would have at least four or five more wins if he was able to go two innings on Friday and Sunday, which is what he did basically last year. So are we? Are we basically? So we're basically just starting this off as our SEC talk, huh? No, well, yeah. I mean, I was going to go through two, through uh, two, three, four, six, and seven who all lost. So we know uh, Oregon State lost two out of three to Arizona at Arizona. You know, so what? Arizona was hitting the ball hard um, all weekend, and you can't. And it's a tough place to play. Oklahoma State, on the other hand, got kind of embarrassed—not embarrassed, but kind of a wake-up call. They got—they went zero and four this week. They lost midweek to Dallas Baptist, and then got swept. By Texas Tech, not in Lubbock, in Stillwater, and and the the crazy thing is, probably the third most viral video of the weekend was uh, was your boy, <laughs> um, Griffin Dorshing, hitting a five hundred thirteen, yeah, the Norseman, um, hit a five hundred and thirteen foot home run over their giant scoreboard in left field, um, and. But other than that, I mean, he hit two homers this week, and he looked good at the plate. But besides that, he he hit just, one, I think he hit one today. 
they lost so many they lost so many base runners and including Friday night when they they lost on what was supposed to be like a wild pitch but the ball went four feet in front of the catcher and he just tagged him out with he was a tying run on third I don't know it just wasn't good baseball from Oklahoma State and, and they did not look good no and maybe they're cooling off they were hot for a while but Right now, they're, they're, they went from first place in the Big 12 to third place. Actually tied for third place with yeah. Oklahoma, uh, who's come out of nowhere. No, but, but we knew Oklahoma was good. But back to Oklahoma State, Ben, they got swept at, at home. Oklahoma State plays better on the road than at home. Why do you think that is? I mean, my, my, the first thought that came to my head when you asked me that was, Maybe they are too comfortable at home. Maybe they are doing too too many distractions. Maybe they like to go out. Maybe they have too many friends. Maybe they want to go to frat party. Maybe I thought, you were not... say, I thought you were going to say, well, it's the camera angle. The... <laughs> no, 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 no. Maybe they're just not as focused at home. I have no idea. There's so many possibilities. Maybe well, you it's know, just a... I have a theory, and you're going to like this. The, uh, Oklahoma State kind of feels like a turf ball team. They they play a lot better on turf than they do on that real grass. You know those teams, Louisville, Virginia Tech. Those are turf teams. Vanderbilt turf team. But how can you say a team that home field is grass is a turf team? Because you say they play better on the road. I, I I know that, but how? But like I don't know if that's the. Uh, you, you know saw- what I'm saying? How can you say a team that's not on the home their home field not turf is a turf team? Well, because uh, because they beat Vanderbilt in Vandy in Nashville on turf. That's turf. They beat Texas, swept Texas on turf. They beat um, Kansas State is turf. West Virginia is turf. They won both turf. of those series. They swept Texas um, on turf. On turf. They lose to Dallas Baptist. That's grass at Dallas Baptist. They lose. They got swept Dallas by Texas. Dallas Baptist is turf. Is it? Are you sure? I don't know. Dallas Baptist is turf, dude. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I thought it was grass. No, Dallas Baptist is turf. Come on. Is Wichita State turf? Wichita State. Their old stadium was grass. I don't know about, I mean, uh, turf. I don't know about their new. Wichita State, I think it's turf. Let's see. Oklahoma State is 14 and 4 on the road, 18 and 10 at home. There you go. There's your answer. They're a turf team. Label them as a turf team. Who's another turf team we can just throw out there for funsies? Maybe my head always goes straight to Virginia Tech this year. They just—they're a turf team, dude. dude I don't—they play like fast. They—they they play good defense. Yeah, Louisville. Louisville is. Um... Louisville is a turf team as mm-hmm. well. But don't, do they have grass? All right. Does Louisville have grass? Louisville's turf, dude. I don't know, man. They all looks the same. No, okay, that that's that's a testament to how good turf is becoming. But I don't like turf. Anyway, Oklahoma State. I don't think we panic, but I think we it just shows we're gonna have a we're gonna have a wild wild west postseason because no team has shown, obviously besides Tennessee, has shown an Oregon State. I don't want to be um, recency biased to change my perception here. Oregon State is the, the second best team in the country. We all we can all agree on that. Right. After that, it's, it's, a, it's like, I mean... Virginia Tech? 
I mean, Virginia Tech, it might, I mean, they're, they're consistent. They're starting to be a lot more consistent this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're winning series after series, but. They're 36 and 11, and they're 14 and 8 versus Quadrant mm-hmm. One teams. So they've only lost three games outside of Quadrant One teams, which is. And, but, very and, but you like, but you look at it and you're like, Miami has lost. It's, you know what? You know what? It's doing helping Miami in, in this department. They might not have been the most consistent this year, but they they get sweeps. Yeah, they do. They don't win two out of three. They whenever they win, they sweep. They You're sweep, right. and they don't get swept. So, um, going back to Oklahoma State, I think they're I think they're a very good team that can very easily be in Omaha. But weekends like this just make you scratch your head and say, "What the hell? Yeah, How the yeah. hell did they get swept?" Yeah. Um, so. Well, so the number four team also lost. That was Arkansas. We've talked a little bit about it, but you know, Vander. So wait, oh wait, let me go back real fast. So Texas Tech. I say this every year. This is year four of the podcast, and I've said it all four years. Something about Texas Tech when the weather warms up, and they just they just start playing a hundred times better. Doesn't matter where they're playing, especially Lubbock. But they're they're going to be a pretty comfortable host moving forward. Potential national seed if they sweep Baylor. Uh, no, who do they play next? Because uh, if they win the Big Twelve and they do well in the in the Big Twelve tournament, I think they're going to be a, a national seed, which is tough to go play a regional. Who who's going to be a national? Oh seed? wait wait wait. Text text RPI is very very low. Ben Ben, I'm going to say stop it. But dude, they're 35 and 16, and they're one. They're a half a game out against uh, a half a game out of first place in the Big Twelve. So they have a tough test. I mean, Oklahoma this week, but it's at home. Take the over every game. If they sweep Oklahoma, they could be a regional host. Um, that part, I will not say is outrageous, but they will not be a national seed. Then there's no more room for a national seed. All the national seeds lost. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm, I know, but when you, if, if, okay, Tennessee, Oregon State, and Virginia Tech. Those are four lockers, That's three. pretty That's much. Three. That's three. Tennessee, Oregon State, oh, Virginia, Virginia Tech. Tech. Three, okay. ACC overall winner could be a national. Miami's going to be a national seed. That's four. They lost this weekend. Okay, but they're still they're still a, a national seed. Um. Right. Then so that's four. And then you've got teams, all of these teams fighting. You've got Vandy, Auburn, Georgia, Georgia Southern, Maryland, Louisville, Oklahoma State, Stanford, Notre Dame, Florida State, Virginia, Texas A&M, Southern Miss. All I know, all I know is, all I know is Texas Tech is ranked number nine uh, as of last week, and they swept number three Oklahoma State. They're going to be D1 Baseball's top five this coming up next week. Or this this next poll they're going to release tomorrow. I know it doesn't fit the RPI stuff, but I do think that has a little bit. But why don't you know the rankings don't matter. Same thing with UConn. They might be a top 15 team in the country in D1 polls, but they're not even going to be close to hosting. That's what Mm. I'm saying. Like. Who cares about the ranking when it comes to regional host? Who cares about it the, ranking? does, the rankings? Do matter, dude? Why do you Why do you disagree? They're not going to put number twenty Auburn, who's number four RPI, as a as a national seed. They won't do that. 
bro, if Auburn if Auburn wins the next series, they're gonna be a national seed. But okay, we'll see. I just think that the the D one baseball rankings do in fact play a part in the because that's what if, the committee members if Auburn, look. Look, if, the committee members look at two things. They look at the RPI and they look at D one baseball's rankings. And I, I know that for a fact because those those committee members don't watch a ton of college baseball, so they don't know what teams look like on the field. They don't ben, actually the watch same the game. committee that put TCU in over a twenty and ten Texas State all because they just put right like that has nothing Kentucky, to do with this. If Auburn sweeps Kentucky this weekend, they're going to be eighteen and eleven in the SEC. That is national seed. All right, come we'll on. See. You don't think eighteen and eleven in the SEC the top eight team in the country? No, I do. But so so where so what are you trying to say? I'm saying that whenever you watch games on ESPN Plus or whatever network, D1 Baseball's rankings are the ones in the scoreboard. And I know the committee weighs that pretty heavily. They weigh the rankings of the team. You don't see a team that's ranked 24th you. in D1 Baseball but 4 RPI go and be a national seed. They're not going to throw them in there. They just won't. I am willing to go on a limb that no team with an RPI 34 has ever hosted. I'm willing to go on a limb to say that's never happened. What do you think? Do you think a team... Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it has. I'm sure it has. Because if if Texas Tech... Listen, dude. If Texas Tech finishes the season as, the let's say, number 31 RPI, and they're ranked fifth in D1 baseball's rankings... They're not going to be a two seed. There's no shot. You see what I'm saying? There's no shot they're going to make Texas Tech a two seed. Let let me look at especially if they win the Big Twelve. Let me look at the RPI last year. What was South Carolina? When they... Don't don't do it last year because no 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 no. South last Carolina year was a weird year. Last year yeah, was a weird year. That was yeah, but that was only for. That was not, well, it wasn't for the majority of the country. South Carolina didn't even host. Yes, they did. They hosted Old, Old Dominion. Old Dominion hosted that. But South Carolina was chosen as a top 16 seed when they no, made it, the, the pick. No, no, no. It was – no, dude. It was – there was 20 stadiums, and then they – you have it backwards. Last year it was – they had at 20 the time regional that they pick, – At the time they, they put those picks in – South Carolina was chosen as a host, but because the end of the year they didn't play so well, Old Dominion jumped them. But because South Carolina was chosen as the host site, Old Dominion was the one seed at South Carolina. But if South Carolina would have finished strong, they would have hosted their own regional. That makes sense. Yeah, I just think you're wrong, but okay. What do you mean? Just go to 2019. That was the last normal year we had. Okay, but 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 you do not understand what I'm saying. I do understand what you're saying, but if South Carolina would have just South Carolina would have just last year there was twenty potential host sites, and then what happened was they they bid on it and they it, like they agreed on it in early May. It was like this time last year, and um and South Carolina was chosen as the host at this time last year. Yeah, that's my point. So what does this have to do with our argument? 
it, it, their RPI was high. It was it was top. It was if I, if I remember correctly, it was somewhere between like sixteen and twenty when they picked. So when I'm saying Texas Tech being in the thirties, they're not going to be a host, no matter what D1 baseball has them at. It's just the way it is. It's the way it is. Whether you agree with RPI or not, it's just. The, I'm not saying I agree with RPI. I'm just saying that's what. This is just how the system works. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but I, I, I will say that I'm sure somebody. I'm well, sure somebody. No, sure. no, no I'm, I, I'm sure somebody did a. Um, uh, well, well, I lost my train of thought. Somebody's hosted outside, like in the 30s. I, I'd be, sh- I'd be surprised. I would be surprised. I don't um, even know how to look but, at 2019's RPI. There's if nothing. Texas that... Tech, if Texas Tech, I will. Let me tell you this though: if Texas Tech wins next weekend again or uh, against um, who Oklahoma, if they win next weekend with Oklahoma, do really well in the Big 12 tournament, their RPI is going to jump. From they can jump another fourteen spots to twenty, and then they will host. They will no doubt be a host. They just got to finish strong. That's all it is. Because let's see what Oklahoma's RPI is. Oklahoma is what thirties, thirty-five. Okay, they beat Oklahoma. They take the series two out of three or sweep them. Okay, then they are going to play any West Virginia forty-one, TCU thirty-six. Oklahoma State 12. They're going to play plenty of great RPI teams in the Big 12 tournament. And if they win some more games there, they're going to be top 20 and they're going to host. I'm not saying they can host. I'm just so what do, you, what do you think the threshold is? What, what do you have to be ranked RPI to be in consideration to host? 25 is a, is a stretch, but I would just say top 25 RPI to host. But what if Texas Tech is ranked fifth in, in a poll? But, but at the end of the day, the RPI is the measuring criteria that they use to distinguish the best team, not D1 Baseball's poll. D1 Baseball's poll is the very high, the best analyst of the game ranking. If D1 Baseball was making the regional projection, they then there you go. But if, but if the committee using the RPI, which they use for basketball, which they use for a long time, that's how it works. The RPI, the as of today, is the best way to measure how good a team is, whether you agree with it or not. I'm that's not why I agree. That's why I think I you need to be fixed. RPI in the <laughs> but so get get in the top twenty-five, and I think Oklahoma State will no problem. I mean, Texas Tech just don't screw up against Oklahoma, and you're fine. You can you're right back in that picture. But just because a team is five in D one baseball poll doesn't mean that's what the committee thinks. You know what I'm saying? Because do you remember, Kendall? Everybody was freaking out when TCU got in. They were like, "No way! They should. They weren't even in our projection." But but committee had different different opinion. That, that's committee. for a three seed, though. That's different. Anyways, let's move on. This what do you is mean? It's the same. That's my point. I'm trying to make the committee. No, it's not. You're, you're you're discussing three seeds getting in as an at large. I'm talking about regional hosts. It's the same thing, Ben. The committee doesn't give a shit what D1 baseball thinks. Yes, they do. I'm telling you, they have to. Because D1 baseball is the only credible uh, thing out there that watches games and, like, has feel on teams. And they their eyeball test 
means something to the people, those athletic directors on the committee that don't watch the games. They only watch their team, their one team. They look at the RPI too, is what I'm saying. Why, yeah, they why do. do you... I, I'm saying those are the two. I, I said RPI and D1 baseball are the two factors I think that they have like heavily weigh. I think they also do the coaches poll. Um, like they weigh that in a little bit as well. So what I'm saying is if Texas Tech is in top 10 for coaches poll in D1 baseball, but outside the top 20 or 25 in, for RPI, they're going to throw the RPI, RPI out the window and they're going to let TC, or Texas Tech host. I beg to differ, but that's fine. All right, well, let's do this. Uh, I pulled up the top 25 RPI right now, live. How many yeah. of these teams would you say would host? Can we find okay. 16 in the 25? in the beginning. Tennessee, Tennessee. Uh, I'm just going to I'm just going to go. Just let me go. Tennessee, yes. Oregon State, yes. Vanderbilt, maybe. Uh Auburn, maybe. Dallas Baptist, maybe. Virginia Auburn Tech, is the yes. lock to host. All right, fine. Auburn is 3. So for Dallas Baptist, no. Virginia Tech, yes. Georgia, maybe. Miami, yes. What is that? That's 5. 5. Georgia Southern, maybe. Maryland, yes for right now. That's Louisville, 6. Yes. Louisville, yes. 7. Oklahoma State, Yes. yes, eight. Stanford, yes, nine. Notre Dame, yes, ten. Yeah. Florida, no. Florida State, no. Uh, yes, I'll give. Yes. Yeah, I'll give Florida As State. As of today, yes. yes. Virginia, yes. So what is that, 12? Yep. All right. Texas, no. Clemson, no. Texas A&M, yes. 13. 13. So we're at 20. Wake Forest, no. Southern Miss, Maybe. North Carolina, no. Gonzaga, maybe. Wofford, no. Georgia Tech, no. Oregon, no. UC Santa Barbara, no. Arkansas. Arkansas is 29, buddy. Like, that's a yes. Texas okay, Tech, no. But, Coastal, but, no. East Carolina, no. North Carolina State, no. Texas Tech, yes. TCU, but, but you, 36, but you, but yes. You skip, but you skipped over Vanderbilt, maybe. Who's number three? Vanderbilt hosting, by the way. Okay, sure. Right As of right now, yes. Okay. So if you if you skip or let's just say okay out of the top twenty one Dallas Baptist, um, Georgia's hosting at the seven national seed with a winning record in the SEC they're hosting, but we'll go Dallas Baptist one Georgia Southern and Florida and Texas and Clemson so that's four that's four teams I said one two three four five that's five teams in the top 20 in the top 19. So, yeah. And then the next, the next one after that is going to be Texas Arkansas. A&M no, it's at 20. Okay. So that's five. We're missing five out of 20. That's 15. So the next one is Arkansas at 29. That would host three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, and then Arkansas at 29 would be the last one. And they just dropped nine spots. So technically, it would be at 20. So what to do, RPI you see today and the RPI we see in, what, two weeks will be very different. I mean, you saw it. Coastal just dropped jumped 14. Ole Miss jumped 18. So that's what I'm saying. I'm saying Texas Tech will host if they just don't screw up in the next two weeks because their RPI is going to keep going up because all they're going to be playing is strong teams. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess. I'm not, um, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that when you see the RPI on May 30th, it's going to be most 
the, all the hosts are going to be in the top 25 range. So Okay. I, I just think it's hard to believe that like TCU and Texas Tech are not going to host um, knowing that they're number one and number two in the Big 12. That's probably um, what I'm getting at. Let me see. Let me, let me, so, so, so since we're on the Big 12 right now, let me look at TCU. With it. Well, Who do they have last? They have, oh my God, that, they have Santa Clara. Yeah. 114 RPI. Oh my God. And Tarleton State, 261. But TCU, if they win the Big 12, the, like, they have to be a national seed. The third <sighs> RPI is going to be in the third. Dude, that's got to be another one of those situations where they're going to have to be like, hey, listen, we got to reward the Big 12 champion, which I agree with you. But like that's just like I don't know if the com- I, I don't know what the committee thinks when they do stuff like that, and I don't know what history says on. I've never seen a Big Twelve champion be in that low of an RPI. I don't know if I don't remember. It. You know what I mean? Yeah. So because that was the same thing with UCLA, where it's just like mm, I don't know. So TCU conference tournament then or ACC, SEC, Pac twelve. Um. Big 12, those conference tournaments skyrocket people's RPI to the end of the year. Yeah, but what if because they're what playing? If team, what because if it's a neutral. What? I was gonna say, like, what if your team, similar to like Mississippi State last year, that went 0 and 2 in their conference tournament and lost to two bad teams? Well, I guess they lost to, to Tennessee and. But it's a else. neutral site game, so it's not it's not as hurtful as the home game. Oh uh, yeah, and if you win, it's, it's it's a stronger win than a home game. So when you're on a neutral site and you win these games, you're <laughs> like Texas Tech, they win this weekend against Oklahoma, and then they win two more in the Big 12 tournament, they're going to be a top 25 RPI team. There's no worries about that. It's what, yeah. I'm trying to sh- it's what I'm trying to say to you. But if the season were ending today, it would be pretty chaotic because then the committee's going to either make a point that, hey, we're going to pick based on D1 polls, on outside polls, we're not going to stick to the RPI that much. Or they say, we're going to stick with the RPI, and some of these teams would be left out. You see you what want, I mean? Yeah, but you want to know my closing statement on all this, why I hate the RPI? I understand it's the best we have. The reason why I hate the RPI is because it's different than like the college football playoff or the, the BCS back in the day, because eyeball I mean, test actually meant something. You know, there it was way. The BCS with a computer system too. No, but it also the BCS was also they didn't it had other rankings filed in. I think I think it had I think it had yeah the coaches the poll, poll and all rank. of that and AP yeah. actually meant something and it was a calculated thing. That's why, I, I mean, I know there's a million polls out there for college baseball and and we just go off of D1 baseball because we think that's the best, but there has to be some form of eyeball test that. The, the committee members TCU who don't passed watch the eyeball it. test in 2019. That's how they got in. They passed yeah. the eyeball test. But yeah, the goal is to get the best teams in this tournament without computers telling us what, what, because obviously like at the end of the day, it's college baseball. It's a niche sport, a very niche sport. And, um, and, and it's a, uh, it's a way where we need to put our best product on the field in the postseason and not let a computer dictate it. Because at the end of the day, who cares? Like, if you're if your team let me ask you this. Let me let me build on your thing. How if you don't if you just throw away out the RPI and do eyeball tests and stuff, how are you gonna tell me that UConn 
is the top 10 team in the top 15 team in the country when you and I both know we don't think they're that good. You see, yeah. and their RPI says otherwise. It's a 43 RPI. Probably, I think that's honestly a gray spot where UConn should be. That 40 range, you know, they should get in the tournament because they deserve it. But well, they're, they're not. 40, really yeah, they're 42 and 10, but their strength schedule is 194. I see the computer is hurting them there. And the eyeball test, you know, some people see it differently than us. D1 baseball obviously sees them as a better team than what we but do. How, but, but that's my point. How can you see UConn facing that's, Villanova? That's my whole argument. Miles? That's my whole argument is like it needs to be both computer and eyeball test combined because then I think, I think it should be both a hundred percent because if if it did combine and you took forty three UConn forty three RPI and fifteen D one baseball and meshed them together somehow it would somehow be it would be in the twenties somewhere. It but would you remember be, what I did for my projections a couple weeks ago? I showed you I did Elo, which is just purely just your record. Like it should Elo is just purely like you know your record. Um, basically, and I did the average of RPI and ELO, and I tried to, you know, use eyeball test and those, and it came out pretty nicely in terms of like where teams were fitting in terms of my national seed. It fit out pretty good, so I th- I think they just need to expand on the RPI, make it even better. Yeah, don't throw it to. away. Don't throw it away. Just make it better. Yeah, I mean, it, it, don't throw it away. I agree with that, but. Also, you can't just have Dallas Baptist sitting at five, and we've seen them lose series to, you know, Illinois State <laughs> right, right, and SEMO, right, right. and like some of these teams. Like, I know they play a tough schedule, but like, but see, on. that's 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 where I will say will help your point. The committee will look, but see, the committee will look at Dallas Baptist and say five RPI, but you didn't even win your Missouri Valley Conference, so no, you cannot host. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think we're getting closer to the same page now. Uh, yeah. You see what I'm saying? And and I'm also saying the opposite of that, where it's, okay, you're 32 in the RPI, but you won your Power 5 conference. You won the Big 12. We're going to get you a national seed, or we're going to get you you know, good ranking or, or a good host spot rather than a, a three seed or a two seed. Yes, they can do that. But at the end of the day, I think 30. But I don't even know why we're wasting our time on this, because Texas Tech will not be in the 30 in well, two it's, weeks. We're not, yeah, we're not wasting our time. We're, we're talking about a – an actual like concern because and, and I, I think people would like to hear these conversations because well i know it, people I think are thinking it, it helps you understand what's going on there's so many people that think like wow the rpi is stupid like what is this we had people tweeted us today like what does rpi even mean like how do they calculate yep. it yep. it doesn't make sense so um, I, mean, yeah. I think it's a good educational discussion obviously we can agree to disagree on a few teams that like are they going to host or not but at the end of the day the committee needs to step up and and you know, take advice from people that cover the sport. Kendall Rogers, Aaron Fitt, you know, uh, Rooney, like those guys at D1 Baseball doing a fabulous job as far as They're the best um, in the business. as analyzing the game and, and using the eyeball test with analytics. Um, uh, and you know what? To be honest, I would let if, – if it if we got rid of the committee and we just let those D1 Baseball guys choose the, uh, the regional host, like gave them all the power, I would be okay with it. I would sit back and be like, you know what? They're going to do a good job. Um, I think they would do a good job as well, but here's, here's what kills me. No, I think they'll do a great job. Let me just make that clear. Mm-hmm. I just think, and, and don't get me wrong, the BCS, the college football, they all do it. They want to sell tickets. They want to get eyeballed viewership. So they're going to put 
big market teams in there. But I'm I want to fight for those that like for example, winning games should matter, and it does. But like I just I just want to make sure a team that's four games under 500 in the SEC isn't always just propped up over some team who wins 45 games and just absolutely dominate mm-hmm. their schedule. You know what I mean? Because I will always fight for that guy. Because they busted their ass. They had a great season. They deserve to be fighting for a national championship, whether people believe they can get there or not. You're right. I mean, they can only play the teams on their schedule. And it's so, part of the sport. yeah, it's it part is part of the sport. sport. Um, the little guy get yeah, I was say this kind of brings me to my next topic here, the uh, the game cancellations, how we're going to probably see quite a few games canceled this midweek. Um, and we talked about it on the last podcast, but I just want to reiterate that it's coming to the point where it, it's raising a lot of eyebrows and it's kind of tarnishing a little bit like a spot of the sport where fans that don't understand or grasp everything going on in this strategy behind canceling games um it's starting to like ruin college baseball's like reputation um where you don't see game cancellations in football you don't see game cancellations in basketball this is the only sport where it can hurt you to win a game and this midweek coming up on the last midweek of the season we're going to see quite a few games just get scratched and they're going to come up with a lame excuse such as bad weather or travel concerns or Anything, anything that they can grasp on, or even just come out like Schlossnagel said, like it's going to hurt our RPI. We don't want to do it. Um, and there just needs to be a fix there where teams can go play a midweek that doesn't mean anything to them. They go and win it, but it means everything to the small guys that they're playing that are in the RPI 250s. Um, and, and the reason I might be sentimental to this is because my freshman year at UT Martin, we got to play against two Omaha teams pretty late in the season. Um, we played against Vanderbilt, who won the national championship, and we played against Ole Miss, who went to the College World Series. That was a lifetime experience for me. I'll remember that forever. It was a it was a, a great time to play. I mean, it's just I'll, I'll remember it forever. And I think there's going to be some kids getting robbed of that, not being able to play at Blue Bell Park in College Station or not playing. Or Tennessee um, Tech playing Tennessee in yep. Chattanooga. Chattan- where do they play? Uh, wherever the Smoky Stadium. Um, mm-hmm. If that game was this week, but Tennessee, they can play whoever. <laughs> They're going to be number yeah, one. Tennessee but it's, is it's the point. It's, it's relative. The point is like Tennessee had the night of their life, not night of their life, but they had that was one of their biggest moments of the season. That's the sport. You got to play the game. But yeah. on the flip side, I will say this if other teams are doing it, cancel your shit as well. Cancel the game. Don't play it if it's going to hurt it's, your RPI because you want to host. You host. Here's, here's a good example Georgia plays Presbyterian on Tuesday. Presbyterians are ranked 186 RPI. Georgia's sitting very pretty right now to seven RPI. And uh, if they play that game and they beat Presbyterian 30 to nothing, they're going to drop in the RPI because their strength of schedule is going to go down. Uh, quality wins are going to go down. And they're going to lose ground on the rest of the competition. I will almost bet you anything that game gets canceled. And maybe, unless, maybe. Unless Georgia already came out and said they're going to play it no matter what, but then that's void. But, but. I want to, I want to make, I want to make sure people understand. Just because I'm saying that they should cancel it doesn't mean I agree with it. You no, know what yeah, I mean, Ben? Exactly. Like, I mean, like, you have to play I, the like, game. I'm a guy that hey, you schedule that shit, you play that game, play your game that you chose to put on your schedule. You finish. That's your obligation. You made an obligation. You hold. You carry out with it. But on the other side is. Hey, if Notre Dame can just cancel game, you I'll go ahead and cancel my game too. But I'll tell my guys, hey, 
I want you I'm to doing, play the I'm doing I don't this want for you. If you're the coach, you're saying, guys, I'm doing this for you. I want you guys to host a regional. Um, you know, if you have a problem with it, if you have a problem with it, you get one free transfer. You can go play somewhere else and play against us. But um, it's, dude, it's it's smart, but it also just it hurts the sport. It, it's, it's an integrity problem. Mm-hmm. It, but it's the, not. You can't argue it's the wrong thing to do. I mean, I guess you can argue no, it's the it's wrong not, thing to do. It's, it's not each team individually. It's not their problem. It's the system problem, which is create bringing out the bad side of things. It's not a competition problem. Shalak Nagel or whoever, whatever, the guy will go to war against anybody. He'll go mm-hmm. play a game against Tarleton State. Like, that's not the issue. He's not scared of playing game. He's worried about hosting a regional. That's all he wants. And it, whatever is going to get in his way of that, he'll try to fix it. Mm-hmm. So that, it's not a competition. It, dude, it's, it's about it's about winning when it's important. When you're comfortably in the tournament and you're just fighting to, to be a host and, and generate your school you know, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue um, for your program, oh. it's probably, it's probably uh, losing money every year. Not very many baseball teams profit. So hosting a regional – Significantly ups your chances of profiting. Um, you know you got to do what, you, you got to do what's right for your for your team. I can promise you this: if let's just say Ohio State was number five or number four in the RPI in the college football playoff, took the top four RPI team, and they were playing Bowling Green the last weekend of Big Ten off weekend to get they had to play Bowling Green. And they were going to drop to six or seven, and miss the cut for the playoff. They are canceling that game. No, that, yeah. is, I mean, that is the only no way brainer. I can explain it. But Ohio you don't State. have to do that in football. And this is where like it's so bad about but, but, baseball. But I'm just trying to make it. I'm trying to no, help people understand. I know, like, I know, this. I know. I'm just saying that you don't have to do it in football. You don't have to do it in basketball. It's it's a baseball only problem. That it's a very easy fix. Very easy. Basketball actually uses an RPI system, I think. Um, they do. That's how they select. That's how they select the at-larges in the tournament. I know they use a lot of Ken Palm rankings for basketball. Yeah, they use they use some other stuff, but I just think we just need to modify it. Just grow grow the RPI system like your people want to grow the game. Same we'll thing. do it. We'll do it ourselves. We'll make our new system. <laughs> I don't know about that. It'll I'd take us fun. all off season just to like comprehend but, what to um, do. Speaking of, let's 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 dive back into um, more conference breakdowns. Let's go to the ACC, Ben. Yeah, I Virginia mean, we spent a lot of time. I mean, we, we won't spend a lot of time on it, but we'll because we'll, we've been going pretty long. It's already been an hour, but yeah, we'll talk about some conferences and what needs to happen for like conference champions. Um, obviously nobody has clinched and host. So nobody's clinched in the ACC. It's actually very like tight. They're they're, they're the highest ranked team in the country right now. Highest ranked conference. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Conference. Damn it. (laughs) Um, Virginia tech, that was a bit like that Virginia tech series. They're not hitting well, but they found a way to win the series. They found a way they lost Friday night to Louisville and they, battled all weekend and came out. I mean, that, that told me a lot about this, this Virginia team. is not just a, we're going to win games when we're playing well. They, yeah, it's they, not a flash in the pan. Like, this is a solid team. Yep. Yep. They found a way. I think it spoke about both teams. I think Louisville's legit, and I think Virginia Tech is also legit. 
And, and uh-huh. Miami is in first place. Like, they have the best conference record out of anybody. I know it's split into two divisions, but um, yeah. Miami is in first. And then you look around, Notre Dame is tied with Louisville um, in the Atlantic. Florida State's only a ha- game and a half back. NC State, two back. Uh, I mean, it's very competitive in the Atlantic. And then in the uh, Coastal, Virginia's up 6-1 to one against Clemson, so we'll give them a win. That makes them 16-11 and 11 in conference. Only two games behind Virginia Tech and Miami. Uh, I mean, and then Pitt won today against Notre Dame. Like, that's impressive. They're at 500 in conference play. And they're ahead of North Carolina and Georgia Tech, who Georgia Tech has played themselves into just a complete bubble scenario where they might miss the tournament at 28 and 21 this year. Let me see. Who did Georgia Tech have this week? Georgia Tech concerns me, man. They have uh, Ben. They have Akron in Akron, Ohio tomorrow in Kent State. They're playing. They they're doing a little Ohio road trip tomorrow and Tuesday. Um, two seventy six RPI and one eighty five RPI. And then they've got Pitt oh, at Pitt, so they're yeah. Be on the road. But Georgia Tech also it's, RPI is not their problem. It's uh, it's wins. Oh, it's going to go down though. But it's gonna I know, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't like they're they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine because they're going to play the ACC tournament. Um, but they just need wins. Like to get two more wins. 30 and 21 sounds a lot better than 28 and 21. So they, if they win the two midweeks, they go to Pitt. Um, at Pitt's going to be tough, but, you know, they win a game or two there. I think Pitt, I think Pitt wins that series. It's crazy as that sounds. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Like, literally, Georgia Tech has nobody to pitch. Nobody. Um, so, but here, so listen to this. 12 and 15 in the ACC at 26 RPI or 12, or 12 and 15 in the ACC at? 38 RPI. There's a difference. That's what I'm, that's all I was trying to say before. Oh yeah. No, you're right. You're right. So, so if honestly, Ben, if they lose two out of three to pit, they're done. That's 13 to 17 in the ACE. You're done. And that RPI is going to be in that 30 to mm-hmm. 35 range. And then you have your AC tournament. I mean, you're, you're playing with fire at that point. And honestly, I don't think they deserve to get in right now. They, they have a little league pitching staff. It's it's very cut and like just cut and dry. Little league pitching staff. I think I think I would take a lot of other teams before I put Georgia Tech in the postseason. Right, and you know what's so funny to me? But I think they can be very good. Uh, like three weeks ago, we were talking about how the state of Georgia is going to have five team, all five oh teams God. make the tournament. <laughs> Mercer's in jeopardy. Like they're hanging on by the slightest threat. Mercer. Uh, Kennesaw State, probably out. out. Uh, they wouldn't be an at-large. They'd have to win the Georgia tournament. Georgia State, out. Georgia State, out. It's going to come down to Georgia and Georgia Southern and because I don't think Georgia Tech's going to make the tournament. I'll go on record and say that now. I, I don't think they have what it takes to make that final push in the season. They're going to have to score 18 runs a game. Let's see. Ben, they played 31 games in quadrant one opponent. I mean, dude, that is, that is a tough – and they're fit, they're. 500 against the top 50 teams in the country, they deserve to get in. But at the same time, if you look at other metrics, you're like, damn, dude. Like, you're like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if they do get in, they're going to be an absolute powerhouse of a three seed. <laughs> they're going to, they're, dude, they're, they're going to get, I think they're going to get in as much as because, oh my God, but North Carolina in the same boat. But they're two less quad one win. They have twenty nine against the top fifty teams in the country. I mean, 
I mean, who does Miami, uh, oh my God, they're at home against Florida State, win that series you're in, lose that series you're in trouble. That's what it right. comes down to. Well, George Pitt, well, let's talk about Pitt real fast. Pitt's at 500 in conference play. If they win the uh, the series against Georgia Tech, 15 and 14, that's that's two seed material. Uh, no, they're not. 55 RPI. Never mind. But Pitt's going to be in the tournament. They they cannot, for the second year in a row, cannot hose Pitt out of it. The number one. Okay, this is a good way to think about it. ACC is the number one RPI ranked conference, right? Yes. If you have a winning record in that conference, you should be in. Yes, I agree. You should be in. So if Pitt wins that series, they're in. If Pitt loses that series, they still have a chance in the ACC tournament. Um, I just think I just think it's must-win series for Georgia Tech and North Carolina. Must win. Clemson yeah. losing that series might have just might. Dude, 19 RPI. You're the big RPI guy, though. They're 19 RPI. No, but I don't like losing records in conference play. But you're a very big RPI if, guy. If I if I got to pick, I would not put Clemson in the tournament. I would not yeah. put them in. Yeah, but they're I mean they're 13 and 15 against Quadrant One teams. It's, I don't think you can have it both ways. What do you mean? You can't just rely heavily on RPI and then make an exception and be like, ah, oh, I know their RPI is great, but they're not no, a tournament but, team. But, but but what I'm saying is, what we were talking about, like Texas Tech, going to be a host. But I think they're lock. There are no doubt two two seed. Like of course, I think we both can agree on that. But yeah. It, but if their RPI is at twenty five, come next week or two weeks, at twenty five, I would say, and they're second in the Big Twelve. I would say Texas Tech needs to host. But I'm talking about today. There's a difference between today and what where I think it'll be. Okay. Because I agree. Um, with, I agree with you for the most part. Like Texas Tech. It's going to be up there. It's going to play out. It'll all even out. But Clemson might be out. It's, it might be out. Yeah. Um, they, they, uh, it would just be easier if Texas Tech and Clemson just flip spots in the RPI. <laughs> right? I know. It would but just let's make see, Florida State. For, let's see. If Florida State wants to host, they got to win. They, um, honestly, if you can take that, they have Florida in the midweek. Their series is 1-1. Win that midweek series against George, uh, Florida, win it two out of three, and then you take two out of three at North Carolina. Florida State's hosting. Yeah, on paper, yes, you're right. Yeah, no, no doubt, actually, no doubt. If they, they win, win that Florida game, take two out of three on the road at North Carolina, they're hosting. Like, yeah, no if they go three and one this this week, yes, I think they're it, hosting as well. It doesn't matter what they do in the AC tournament; they're hosting. Yeah. Um, um, Let's see what NC else. State, I think NC State's a solid two seed. Uh, I think Virginia has a really good chance to host. Uh, Virginia's going to get one more win. They're going to jump up in the RPI once it updates here. Uh, let's see who they have last week of the season. Louisville. Wow. Mount. Oh, Virginia is one hundred percent canceling the game against Mount St. Mary's on Tuesday. One hundred percent. Two eighty four <laughs> in the RPI. No shot they're going to let that hurt their RPI. Um, NC State got Wake Forest. Ben, I thought Wake was going to be a really good team this year. They just it, – it's hard, man. It's hard to go a whole season. Um, oh, man. Wake Forest needs to win that series against NC State. Yeah. Well, Wake and Clemson kind of have the same problem. They're 21 and 19 
uh, respectively in the RPI, and they might miss both miss the tournament. Oh my God, that's tough. I mean, that is some big weekends for them. Um, let's see. One, two. I'm seeing. I think I see four, five hosts in the ACC. Five, yeah, I'm, I'm with. What you do you think that. about this? What do you think about this? The winner in Virginia and Louisville is a, is a lock to host, and yep. the losers on the hosting bubble. Yep. Right. Miami yeah. lock, Virginia Tech lock, Notre Dame probably a lock. Louisville. Oh, oh man, I think I don't know. Notre Dame, they have to play Miami if they lose that series. Could be in jeopardy. I, I I think it's unfair to say Louisville, if they lose the series to Virginia. Let's see, let's see here. The, that'll make them fifteen and eleven in, against Quad One. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, honestly, I can't. We can't get too nitty gritty about it, but for most of these teams in the AC, if just win your series this weekend and don't, mm-hmm. and you and you won't have to sweat. Yeah, or or at least show up and win the ACC tournament, and you'll be fine. Yep, yep, um, uh, yeah. Let's let's scroll down. East, East, American East, we got Maine and Stony Brook. Those two are the only two teams that are like worth anything. Wait, wait. Um, if if Miami win, they need to win two out of three, and they they win the ACC title outright. Yeah, yep. Um, American Conference. We're just gonna go through some of these conferences. Americans pretty much locked up with East Carolina. In fact, they might have clinched. They're four games ahead of UCF and Houston. So, once again, East Carolina wins the American. Uh, Liberty is in first place in the A-Sun. Actually, technically tied with Eastern Kentucky, who's in the West. Split up East and West. Kennesaw's got a shot, though. They're only a game out of Liberty. Uh, Lipscomb the same way. Central Arkansas on the other side of the I bracket. Think Liberty and, I think Liberty and Kennesaw play this weekend. Again? Yeah, they play everybody twice. Oh, wow, they do. So the winner of that series is going to win the regular season. Not that it matters. I mean, I don't think. No, these, these conferences are all turn. Liberty is. It's a one bid. This is a one fall. bid. Yeah. What? I think this is a one bid league. A one, it's a one bid league. Yeah. Uh, Atlantic 10, VCU, and Davidson are the only two worth <laughs> anything. Uh, Davidson's in first by two games. Did they play each other this last weekend? Let's see. Nope. VCU has Fordham, who sucks. And that's my, remember, that was my team from the wheel I spun before the season. Fordham is terrible. George Mason. So if Davidson wins two out of three against George Mason, they're in, or not in, but they win the regular season. Big 12, here we go. So Big 12 is interesting because they have six teams that are almost all locked to make the tournament. Uh, the only one that's on the bubble, I would say, is West Virginia. 41 RPI. Um, but they do have an 11 and 10 record in the Big 12, um, and they have Kansas State in the regular season. So if they win West that, Virginia, West Virginia's in as of right now. Yeah, if they win this, if they win the series against um, Kansas State at home, they're in the tournament. So they're the Big in. 12 is probably going to get six teams. Big East is getting one, maybe two, if UConn doesn't win the tournament. Uh, yep. I would assume UConn's going to get in with a 42 and 10 record. Yeah, uh, and you know it could be forty five and ten by no, actually it could be forty six and ten if they beat Bryant and Georgetown, which is very impressive. Um, 
Campbell's run away with the Big South, of course. Campbell, dude, they're nobody wants to play the Campbell Campbells right now. The what they did at high point with the runs that they were scoring was incredible. Even though they did lose yesterday on Saturday, which is weird. And they dude, they made a big town very rich. I emphasize the word rich. Big ten team look like a they like a mid major. Yeah, like a mid major. You're talking I about mean, Ohio State in the midweek, right? Where they won. I mean, that games. just goes to show you baseball in the Southie is just different. Yeah. And don't get me uh, wrong, Ohio State might have a down year, but there is absolutely no reason Ohio State should be getting slapped around by Campbell. No. Um, let me ask you this. Is Campbell an at-large team if they don't win their conference tournament? They're at 58 RPI. It, I mean... This is where the eyeball test has to come in, right? Yeah. Um, well, this, here, here's the thing. If Campbell... Campbell... Let me see. Who do they have this weekend? Campbell has Radford this weekend in East Carolina. They've got to sweep Radford. Like, they've got to sweep Radford and beat East Carolina this week and don't go to and barbecue in their tournament, and they have a shot to get in that large. If they lose in the conference championship game and they're in the top 45-ish range, they're going to get in. Yeah. But if not, they're going to be out. They're going to miss. Yeah. Uh, Big 10, I think two teams, maybe three. Maybe if like a, if somebody else if if neither Maryland nor Rutgers wins the Big Ten tournament, um, I think maybe both of them get in as an at large. But Rutgers is borderline. Um, Maryland's a lock. I think they're going to host Rutgers forty four RPI. I know they're thirty nine and twelve, but win the series against Michigan and they're in. Yeah, there you go. That's a good way to put it. But other than that, like nobody else in the Big Ten is worth talking about. They. An embarrassment of a conference right now. Charleston, College of Charleston, uh, four and a half game lead. They clinched the Colonial. That's they gotta win the tournament. Gotta win the turn. Um, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, that's not a too big league. That, that you're right. That's not a too big league. Thirty-four and sixteen is not going to cut it. Um, Southern Miss, Louisiana Tech, UTSA, Middle Tennessee, Old Dominion. Uh, Middle Tennessee, I don't think. Man, this is tough. I, I really like Old Dominion, but they're at 50 RPI in Conference USA. They weren't consistent enough. Yeah. All Southern Miss has to do is win one game this week. But the thing and, is, the thing about Old Dominion is they're eight and four every top 50 team. Yeah, it is nuts. They're a really talented team, but they've just lost to some it, bad it teams. Consistent. Yeah. Um, uh, but Southern I Miss, say, they, I mean, I they say, won two out of three against UTSA, which was a must if they wanted any chance to host uh, at, at their home I ballpark. Think they, I think the Conference USA is going to end up being a three-bid league. I'm thinking four. Four? Mm-hmm. Because let's just say that one of the – let's say Southern Miss, Louisiana Tech, or UTSA don't win the tournament. They're all locks for a uh, – No, Louisiana Tech is not a lock. Oh, you're right. I think, 54 I think RPI. They're not a lock by any means. Um, but this is a deep conference, man. Like all the way down to eight. UAB's really solid program. Uh, they're in eighth place. FAU solid. Charlotte solid. I think uh, I think it's going to end up being a three bid league. Yeah, which is good. I mean, it's a mid major conference. Oh, it's a great. It's a great. It's a it great could be three bid with a host. Uh, that's incredible. That's good. 
Uh, it's more than the Big Ten's going to get. Uh, let's see, Ivy League. I think it comes down to the last weekend, right, for Ivy League? Because they don't play a tournament, do they? They're over. It's over, I thought. Oh, Col- yeah, it is. Columbia. I want to say Columbia clinched. No, 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 no. You know what? Penn has no, to they make have up play a game. They have, they have the semifinals and final. You're right, you're right. But no. yeah, I because, remember on um, Friday, they Penn had to postpone a game against Upston and to see if it actually mattered or not to uh, – you're right. It's the best two out of three, isn't it, for the Ivy League? So Columbia. Yeah. So I think Columbia. I think Columbia got the home field advantage, mm-hmm. and for their for their little three game series to win the thing. Because yeah, that's right. That's gonna be fun, dude. Columbia and Penn battling out. They're both really good teams. They're actually both pretty good this year. Really good. I mean, Penn beat Texas A and M on the road, two out of three. Um. Uh, by the Fairfield, way, Columbia. Marist, Oh, what? Penn already took two out of three from Columbia this year, so we'll see. It'll be a good war. Yeah. Uh, the the MAAC, the MAC, Marist is one game ahead of Fairfield, so that's going to come down to the final weekend unless they finished up. So, yeah, they're finished up, so Marist won the regular season. Uh, they play a full tournament, if I remember correctly. or yep. I think the top four teams make it. Uh, maybe Maybe top eight. I don't know, but Marist, Fairfield. We saw Fairfield. They were really good last year. Uh, Marist looks pretty solid this year. One and two against Quadrant One teams. Ten and zero. They've won eleven straight. So they won eleven straight to to win the MAAC. Uh, let's see here. The Miac. Who cares? Dude, the Miac cracks me up. Delaware State's in first place. Their RPI is two seventy four. There's only three hundred and one teams. The fact that this conference gets a, an automatic bid, I I like it actually, but I also hate it. If that, that makes that, sense. that they get a bid. I like that they get to play in a regional because I'm a, you know, everybody deserves, you know, if you win your conference, go ahead. But it's yep. just four teams. They all suck. You know, suck, 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 suck. You know, you know what suck is that this conference gets a bid and a team like North Carolina or Pitt, somebody's not going to make it, but one of these teams gets in. Well, I mean, whoever wins the MEAC is going straight to Knoxville, Tennessee. Oh, yeah. Literally, it's a play-in game to the Knoxville Regional. Dude, oh my God! They, they, how is Tennessee going to play that game? How do you get up for that game? Your fans, your home, your fans. I know, but you're going to score ten runs in the first inning. And yep, and you just cruise to the next round. Honestly, I would not. I'm getting up for that game. Beat their ass, and you move along. It's the postseason, then it's the regional. You don't care who you're playing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't start my starters. I don't want my starters seeing 75-mile-an-hour fastballs. I would not throw any of those no. guys. I wouldn't put my starting lineup in there. If it got close somehow at the end, you throw all your oh, starters no, no, in you there. Put your starting lineup. I'm talking about pitching. I don't want my starting lineup seeing meatballs, though. <laughs> Whatever. I, I, um, put my, I put my starting lineup in the cage during the next game. Next conference, 95-mile-an-hour fastballs. Next conference, please. Mid-American, uh, Central Mich- Michigan actually just took the lead over Ball State. We saw Ball State sweep Central Michigan in a four-game series two weeks ago, and uh, or three weeks ago, two weeks ago, actually. And uh, it comes down to the final weekend, four games. Central Michigan one, has a half-game lead. lead. Yeah, Central Michigan half-game lead. Uh, they play Toledo, and uh, Ball State has to make up half a game by playing four games against Miami, Ohio. That'll be... Uh, but it, it's going to come down to the tournament. Regular season only means but, but something for seeding. Yep, so one bid league. Missouri Valley, I think, is a two bid league. Hey, uh, 
Did you skip over the Big West? I don't know, probably. Yeah, you did. Santa Big Barbara. West. Santa Barbara. They've got. Oh six. yeah, I, I, I skipped over it because it's a. I mean, they already clinched. No, they didn't. They have yeah, six they more games with a four-game lead. Oh, really? They don't play a tournament. Remember, they play a series that final weekend, conference tournament weekend. Oh, so there's an extra series against the two seed. Wait, how does it work? The Big West. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, they actually play, their season okay. just extend into I conference tournament weekend. So, what's their magic number? Two. Their magic number is six games left. And they have the tiebreaker. If they yeah. two, their magic number two to clinch a share, three to three to win the turn, win it outright. Yeah. Well, no, right. two because there's no turn, there's no shares. One team yeah. goes on. So yeah, two, two. It's a combination of UC Santa Barbara wins and Cal Poly losses. So, yep. so if, if Cal Poly loses Friday night and Santa Barbara wins, they're mm-hmm. Big West champs and they're the first team to punch their ticket. Yep. Missouri so Valley. Be, be fun. I hope that happens Friday night. Yeah. Uh, Missouri Valley. Uh, Evansville just lost two out of three to Dallas Baptist, so that bumped them to second place. But there's still two games ahead of Dallas Baptist. First place is Southern Illinois. Saluki's 38 and 13. Really so, good. By team. the way, Southern Illinois is already claimed a share of the Missouri Valley. How? Three games left. They have a tiebreaker over Dallas Baptist. But they only have a one game lead on Evansville. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I meant I meant over Dallas Baptist. I meant over Dallas yeah. Baptist. So, but, if, like, if Southern Illinois loses this weekend, um, like, loses two out of three and Evansville sweeps, they uh, – well, who has a tiebreaker? Evansville might only have to win two out of three. This is this is actually interesting. This Southern Illinois already beat – they already beat Evansville. Yeah, so Evansville has to sweep Valpo. Yeah. And then so, Southern yeah, Illinois win one game. When, when what is that noise? It's my thing. Oh, okay. Turn it off. Um, if 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 Southern Illinois wins one, they win. No. Yes, because they no, already they have, have a them. one game lead, dude. If if Evansville sweeps oh, and if, Southern if, Illinois if, if loses Evansville, two out of three, you're right. You're right. You're right. But I'm I, I'm yeah. not expecting. I mean. Evansville's going to sweep Valpo. Valpo's the worst team in the conference. They're terrible. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So Southern Illinois basically has to win two two. out of three against Illinois State. They need to win. They need Mm -hmm. to. Yeah, you're right. They have to win two. Yeah. Um, Okay. What's going to suck is when Dallas Baptist wins the tournament, that's going to be a one-bid league. Yeah. More than likely. if If you're the Missouri Valley front office of their conference, whoever their conference director is, you're praying to God that Dallas <laughs> win that tournament so you get two teams in postseason, yep. which is um, kind of crazy. You're rooting yeah. for a team to not win it. Let's see. Um, UNLV is on the top of the uh, Mountain West. They're two games ahead of Nevada. They have San Diego State, who's trash. So it's a one-bid lead. We're not going to spend time on it. Uh, but shout-out to San Jose State for scoring 30 runs today against Air Force. They won 30 to 9. I bet it was oh, a 10 I, oh, hour game. And that brings up something I wanted to say. Can you consider San Diego State as terrorists for committing assault on our troops? 
No, San Jose State, not San Diego. That's my man, San Jose. No, I mean, so Air Force put up. I'm pretty sure Air Air Force put up 30 on somebody this year, didn't they? They put up a bunch. They put up up some big numbers this year. Dude, I they won 20 to three. 18 they assaulted our troops, though. Dude, I swear Air Force put up 30 one time this year. 21 against Fresno State. 18. 17. Maybe not. I anyway, just made that up. Let's move along. Yeah. I mean, you're the one that stopped us. All I said was one thing, and then you were looking at <laughs> uh, Long Long Island is in the top of the... Uh, Whatever conference they play in, I mean, I don't care about this conference. Long Island is coming down to a Northeast <laughs> Conference. Long Island, Bryant, Central Connecticut—they're separated by one, one and two games. Uh, it's a one-bid league. Who cares? Yep, Ohio Valley, uh, Belmont just took over first place in the Ohio Valley against one-bid league. One-bid league, but you know the battle between Semo C- has a tiebreaker, so keep that in mind. What does what does uh, CMO need? I mean, it's a one bid league. They have to play the tournament. So whoever wins yep. that tournament, who cares? Congrats yeah. on your regular season title. Here we go. Now we're getting to the juicy stuff. Pac twelve. We have Oregon State, Stanford. They're one. Ga- Oregon State's in first. Stanford's in second. One game back. UCLA is two games back in third place. Arizona three games back. Oregon four games back. Wait. Those so are- for the Pac twelve, Oregon State just needs to win one, right? No. Wait, two. let me see. Two. Yeah. If they win two, then because they have the tiebreaker over Stanford. Yep. Um, but hey, listen, if UCLA sweeps Oregon State, <laughs> UCLA can still win that conference. They won't be a national seed. They have a sixty two RPI, which is a joke. Because dude, UCLA's ten and three against quadrant one teams. Like that's it's ridiculous. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's ridiculous how that I'm, RPI works. I'm gonna look right now. I'm gonna look right now. Let me see. While you're looking, whatever you're looking up, uh, I think it's a five-bid league set in stone. Oregon, Arizona, UCLA, Stanford, Oregon State. Um, and oh, then yeah. maybe... I, oh, for sure, five. No now, doubt. let's let's ask this. If if Washington wins the Pac-12 tournament, does Oregon drop out? Does who? Like, do they, does, could it be a six-bid league? Is was basically what I'm asking. Here's the crazy thing about... Like, look at this, Ben. UCLA is 10 and 3 versus quadrant one team, 62 RPI. Oregon, 6 and 11 versus quad one team, 27 RPI. That's what I'm saying, dude. The, the, the RPI is out to get UCLA this year. They're just so, haunting them. But I want, I'm looking at UCLA's schedule. I mean, dude, Cal State Northridge, 107, not bad. Riverside, 288, that hurt. Omaha, 203. And then they play in the Shriners. Like, that should help you. And then, like, you know what? You know what the problem is? They haven't played Oregon State yet? No, no, I'm talking about it's the bottom of the pack. But it's the, that's the problem. Their out-of-conference schedule was pretty soft. And the Pac-12, bottom of the Pac-12, is doing them no favors. That's why they are at 62. Well, and they got swept by Washington last week, which killed me. But I mean, they were only they were at like 40 something. But that's pretty much it. Yeah. Bottom of the Pac-12 is doing them no favor, and they didn't schedule a very tough out of con- a preseason schedule. I, I call it a preseason schedule. Not out of conference. conference. 
Yeah, non-conference. UCLA is going to be a hell of a two or three seed, whatever they end up as. It's going to be incredible. Um, But they just don't have the pitching to win a regional. mm Mm-hmm. A lot of young arms. They have a lot of young arms. Yeah, they're going to be really good if they develop them next year. But can move along. Uh, Army already clinched the Patriot League. I think they're going to the regionals automatically. Um, SEC, we've talked about. Southern Conference, Mercer's dead. Even though they're in second place. Um, Tournament, one bid league. One bid league. Maybe two. Actually, Maybe, maybe two. Wofford two. could Wofford could get in at large, and in fact, I think Wofford. Oh no, they, they, Wofford will get in. It could be a two yeah. bid. Someone wins that tournament. Uh, Wofford, let's see. Did Wofford just win that game against Western? Uh, let's see. They They're sure still... did. Oh, they tied. They tied in eight they innings. Called it after eight inning. Didn't you say there was a rain delay in the eighth? No, I said it was raining in the seventh, but, but they probably called the game and just. Huh. So a tie, does that help them or hurt them? I think that hurts them. In terms of what? And conference standing, I mean, they, they were two and a half ahead of Mercer. But now they have, like Mercer, if they sweep and Wofford gets swept, I think Mercer will go, will be the one seed. Because that tie yeah. wouldn't. Yeah, but Wofford's not getting swept. Who are they playing? Dude, they've been playing terrible right like recently. They all have. They're all, uh, Mercer and Wofford played like dog shit for the past two weeks. No, no, no. Wofford was fine last week. They swept Citadel. Wofford playing VMI. They're not getting swept, dude. No, you're right. Anyways, one bid league or one maybe two bid if somebody else wins the tournament. Yep. Um, and, it, and if you're in North Carolina or Pitt, you pray to God Wofford wins that tournament. Oh yeah, that's the perfect example of a stolen bid. Mm-hmm. You pray to God Wofford wins that tournament. Here we go. Southland McNeese. The Southland tournament starts this week. Uh, I hope McNeese. Hey, I love McNeese. I don't know why. I just love McNeese. Yeah, McNeese won the regular season. Um, Southeast yep. Louisiana, New Orleans, Nichols, Northwestern State, Houston Baptist. I mean, all eight make the, the conference tournament. There's no at-large teams. So whoever wins that tournament is going to go. Yep. Um, hopefully Berkman gets a chance. But whatever. Um would not be a hell of a story if Berkman won his yeah. first tournament and you see a picture of Berkman holding that Southland trophy going yeah. to the postseason with a Gatorade bath. And then Rice is sitting at home just being the worst team in Texas. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, Sunbelt, we've talked about a little bit, but I think it's a three, maybe four bid, maybe four bid team or turn uh, conference. Texas State lock, Georgia Southern lock. Coastal lock. Um, Coastal's not a lock, but should get in. Today, they're lock. Yeah. And then Louisiana, 56 RPI. They just got swept, so that hurt their RPI a little bit. Um, the uh, the thing with Louisiana, let's see. They're 17-10 and 10 in conference. They win the series 19-11 and 11 in conference play. They, they should beat Little Rock. Um, Who? Who? Louisiana. Lafayette. Three, three and nine. Against quadrant one teams, not going to help them get in. Yeah, that's true. Well, we'll see. They're going to miss. Yeah, swag is swag is a one bid league. Whoever wins that tournament looks like Alabama State, Prairie View, and Southern are all tied for first uh, in their respective divisions. Uh, one bid league for the summit, North Dakota State. And you saw what you saw what Miami did to North Dakota State. That team that conference to and barbecue and whatever regional. 
Yeah. Whoever, yeah. It's going to come down to North Dakota State or Oral Roberts. I don't think anybody else is any good there. Let me, let me, I want to check, I want to check something on Oral Roberts. They have three quadrant one wins, three and seven. They, I mean, they, they, they had a, they've had a pretty good season. 33 and 16. I think, I think, hey, if Oral Roberts wins that tournament, they, I, I might, depending on who they're playing, I might see an upset there. Oh, four versus one? I think Oral Roberts might win their first game. We'll yeah. see, but maybe. Uh, here we go. Two conferences left. West Coast Conference, Gonzaga's a lock. San Diego looks like a pretty good spot. Um, Gonzaga has a two-game lead there, but Portland somehow is only two games back, too. They've actually had a solid year, 30 and 18. That's the first time I've ever seen the Pilots in position to uh, maybe make a tournament. But I think Gonzaga, San Diego are the only two teams that would get in. And if, if somebody else wins the tournament, I think San Diego's out. I don't think this could ever be a three-bid league. In, in which one? The West Coast. Oh, yeah, the Torero. Yeah. Um, I mean, San Diego is... If this tournament, if the season ended today, San Diego's getting in. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying that if San Diego, I don't, I can't see this being a three bid league. So if somebody oh. other than San Diego or Gonzaga wins the tournament, I don't think, I think that bumps San Diego out, no matter what their RPI is. If, uh, I don't know, if San Diego loses that conference tournament, the cha- they lose the championship game. Maybe, yeah. They're watching the selection show on Monday. With some hope. Uh, BYU is a team to look out for, though. They're in fourth place, but they've won nine straight. They got some dudes that throw cheese. I watched them, uh, I think it was against Air Force or somebody um, a few weeks ago. They had, like, midweek guys throwing 95. It was crazy. Everybody uh, does. <laughs> yeah. And then, last but not least, the WAC. Sam Houston's in the uh, went in the Southwest Division, and uh, Grand Canyon – already won the West division. And I think, yeah, Grand Canyon clinched the regular season there. They're in there. I mean, do you think Grand Canyon's a lock for an at-large at least? I think Grand Canyon, yeah. Seven, uh, seven and five against quad 142. They're in. Just don't yeah. go to a barbecue in the tournament. Yeah. Um, when your last leg, let me see who they played this weekend. Seattle. Yeah. You better sweep Seattle and don't get to win a game in the tournament and you're in. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's a big weekend. It is a big weekend. Um, what what do we got midweek real quick? Midweek? I don't even want to spend up? time. Yeah, I mean, I don't really want to spend time in midweeks. Who knows what's going to get canceled? You know, we'll go through we'll go through the midweeks and. Uh, Wait, what we'll, did you say? You don't even want to what? I don't want to go through the midweeks because half of these are going to get canceled. But oh, I we was, got was, but we have like Florida State, Florida. Uh, that's a big one. Wait, what do you mean you don't want? You're, we're going through midweeks right now. I know, but. Oh, I'm just, just sad that they're going to cancel a lot of them. All right, all right. Well, uh, I, I think, I think, it, I mean, it's not too late because you can cancel Tuesday morning and say, "Hey, we're not coming. <laughs> we're yeah. not coming." No, um, I'm Belmont, Tennessee. That that's good. Uh, Tennessee's not going to cancel. Belmont, sixteen and five. Ohio Valley. Um, that'll be a fun little entertaining one to watch. Uh, Texas State will cancel against Houston Baptist, especially with Houston Baptist starting the tournament later this week. I don't even know why it's on the schedule, uh, like their conference tournament. Uh, their conference Auburn Stanford, tournament this weekend? I think so. 
Wait. Right. Wait. There, oh, yeah. I think the Falcon is over. Yeah, why is Houston Baptist scheduled against Texas State? Aren't they literally playing a conference tournament this week? Ne- um, I think they do. I think they're doing semifinals and final. No, oh. no, no, no. All, all of the teams make it. Oh, well, then that probably starts this weekend or early Here we go. Week. Field is set. Take a look at the bracket 2022 Southland Tournament. It starts May 19th. When is Friday. that? No, Thursday, May 19th. Yep, yep, Thursday. But wait, that's not this week, is it? Yeah, yeah it is. Today's the 15th. So, wait, what? what is – dude, what is Houston Baptist doing? They have a game schedule against New Orleans for the tournament, the conference tournament May, thir- May 19th on Thursday. Why is this game even on the schedule, Berkman? What, what are you doing, buddy? This isn't um, a tune-up game. Save all your pitching. you got to win one, two, three, four games to get to the regionals. Don't make it a five-game five week. Jesus. Wait, uh, when, when is the championship game of the Southland? Monday or Sunday? Saturday. What? No, su- sun- Sunday, 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 Sunday. So they've got to win four games in four days. Yep. And they're going to play on Tuesday. They're not playing on Tuesday. Texas State's going to cancel that because of RPI reasons. I don't think Texas. I don't think Texas State is canceling Ben. That game will not be played. That game will not be played. We're not talking about people canceling for at large. We're talking about people canceling to host and national seed. A little bit bigger deal there. People yeah, aren't just hosting just to try to get in that large. But people are trying to host the host a regional. There's a difference. Yeah. All right. Texas um, State's not canceling. Anyways, uh, Sam Houston at Texas. That's good. Gonzaga at Oregon. That'll be a good one. UC Irvine is hosting UCLA. Santa Barbara, uh, USC. That's about it. Kansas State, Virginia Tech. I mean, nah. Do you think Notre Dame cancels against Northwestern? I think Notre Dame has already been exposed. I don't think they're going to do it again unless they uh, just don't. Dude, they've done it once. They probably will do it again. Hey, so I Ben, this is funny. I was about to – I clicked on Wednesday, and as my screen was loading, I was like, I hope to God nobody's playing a Wednesday midweek this game. You got too many important weekend series this weekend. And then you got conference tournaments next week. You don't need to be playing Wednesday. There's not a single top 25 game on Wednesday. There's not a single game on Wednesday. I looked all games, nothing. None. I just clicked on all games. None. Smart people don't play on Wednesday, None. last week of the year. Yep. Anyways, uh, that wraps up the show, man. I'm burnt out. I'm tired. It's midnight here, East Coast time. I. I don't know, man. This the last what, week of the regular what you, season. What do you not know? I don't know how it's going to shape out. There's so many good teams this year that some teams are going to get left out of the tournament. I, I try to build a case for everybody. But we do this, but we, we know this happens every year. There's heartbreak and sadness every but, year. Like, this is our fourth year doing it, and this is my first year thinking, oh, my God, there's going to be some really good teams that have to sit at home during this tournament. Why do you think that is? Why do you think it's your first time thinking about real life? Well, is- because I thought it was very clear. I thought going – like the last – we won't count 2020 because of COVID and they didn't play a tournament, but 2021 and 2019, I felt there was probably 60, out of the 64 teams that made it, there was two or three that deserved to possibly get it. Um, two or three more that deserved. This year, I think it might be close to 10. But I, don't you think you've been a little more invested this year than in previous years? 
Yes and no. Um, no I, I don't want to say invested, but just more knowledge, knowledgeable some about some of these teams. Maybe. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, I'm always trying to be more knowledgeable, but this know. is the first I mean, year where it's like there's going to be bids stolen. There's going to be good teams that are sitting at home. Really good teams. Really good team. So, I mean, we'll see how it shapes out, but we got a whole good weekend ahead. We got some some potential regular season champs being crowned, or I guess we're going to crown all of them. Um, and then conference, some conference tournaments start this week. So, hey, uh, some Santa Barbara is potentially going to be the first team to punch their ticket this weekend. No, um, I think Army already did. Huh? Army did. Oh, Army did. That's right. Army already punched their ticket. That's right. Um, Santa Barbara will be second. Mm-hmm. And then the winner of the Ivy League this weekend will be the third, more than likely. Let me. I want to. I want to confirm that. Did you already confirm that that it's just a no. few games? Here? All right. Let me look it up. But it I feels leave. that feels right. I, I, it feels, it does the, feel right. I just want to confirm. That's what they did in the past. Ivy League twenty twenty two baseball championship. Oh, speaking of um, this is one thing I wanted to end our show on. Maryland. If they get chosen to host, Ben, I know we were looking it up pre-show. It's going to be at Minor League Park, huh? Yeah. The closest one that I saw where they weren't playing that weekend was the Bowie Bay Sox, which is high A for uh, the Orioles. I mean, that's the only other place I can think of There's that's respectable. But, yeah, they can't host at their home field, at least as far as I know. Yep, Penn will host the Ivy League Championship Series. So, is it Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Um, I'm looking right now. Penn and Columbia both shared the conference championship, but Penn got the one seed due to tiebreaker. Um, Here we go. TCU just canceled game against Tarleton State. Uh, that makes TCU, Texas State, and Texas A&M all canceling their midweek so far. So I guess Texas, Texas State Texas already canceled. Texas A&M, okay. Texas State, and TCU have all canceled their so midweek. So Texas State canceled. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense, though. I think it's more of an HBU problem than a Texas State problem. Houston Baptist is playing in their conference tournament. They need to yeah, cancel. Yeah, no, no. I think it's an <laughs> HBU thing, like cancel that game. Worry yeah. about your tournament. Um, 100% agree with um, that. Um let me see. The Lions will head to Penn this weekend for a best two out of three series Saturday, and if necessary, doubleheader on Sunday. Ooh, there you I go. So, I don't like the old doubleheader thing. No, if 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 let's just if, if yeah, if, if one of the teams wins the first two, they win the series. They don't need to play a doubleheader. But if it's a one-one split, doubleheader Sunday. I think that's so lame yeah. for your. It's like who's better that day? You can lose the Why first can't game. Just, it's May, man, just play your game Friday night. They can miss one day of class. It's Ivy League. I don't think they can. Whatever. 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 Anyways, let's wrap um, up the show. We're going on two hours here. We'll be back Thursday. Um, I guess just talking about all the chaos going on and uh, previewing the weekend, last weekend, the regular season. Um, Appreciate everybody for listening and uh, appreciate it. Yes. If you guys need anything, just let us know. Tweet at us, DM us, um, and uh, or or text Dimitri. His number is his number is seven seven.